Welcome back to the final episode of the year of the Running Wine Mom podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Slinsky, aka the Running Wine Mom. I can hardly believe we're here already reflecting on this incredible journey we've shared over the past almost year, um, I guess 11-ish months. So grab your favorite glass of wine, get cozy, and let's dive into this solo episode where we reminisce, celebrate, and look forward to the exciting adventures that await us in the new year. As I sit here kind of preparing my final reflections with you, I'm really filled with so much gratitude for the amazing community that we've built together. When I started the podcast back in mid-February, I really had no idea where this journey would take me. And it's been a great roller coaster of learning, growth, and of course, some fantastic conversations with incredible guests. So I kind of want to just start off with, I guess, general reflection of how I feel after sticking with the podcast for almost a year. Um, To be honest, this is something that I just randomly thought of that I wanted to do. I felt like it would give me the creative outlook that I had kind of been missing after having my kids and returning back to work. And I know I've talked about that on the podcast before, but I just wanted to reiterate that it was definitely something that I was looking forward to find a creative outlook. I had no expectations of what I wanted. I just kind of thought of all my family and friends that I would love to just have recordings of, you know, just as a memory and a conversation. I love having conversations with people. I felt like this is something that I would be really good at in the sense of just having the love of chat since I was young. And it's been way more than I've imagined. Looking even into 2024, I'm booked up until pretty much March for guests. I have obviously the first podcast episode that will be coming out in January is with Stacey Willingham, who is an amazing author. And that's kind of what I wanted to reflect on as well. Um, When I started off, I felt very awkward and uncomfortable asking people like I knew that my friends and family would would be on board for it sure um but once I started asking people I was like well what if they say no and my one girlfriend Tiffany was like if they say no who cares like why does it matter if they say no and I literally found that more people said yes than said no which is crazy to me um and I have been able to talk to some of my favorite authors of the year Um, Solid Starts was such an amazing interview that I was able to have as something that I felt so strongly for in regards to I used their program for both of my kids and I just like looked up to them so much. I mean, so many authors, some people with nutrition um, and, you know, obviously my family and friends and also so many community members in the Bucks County area is something that I also didn't really expect to get such an opportunity to talk to these women um, about all the things that they're doing for the people right here in my community. And it's been something that's really nice for me because as someone who is who wasn't born in Bucks County, um, but love it so much. I, I mean, this is the best place ever, I think, but it's hard to kind of like meet people. And I've, you kind of see these people from afar and, you know, maybe you follow them on social media, but to be able to sit down and have an actual conversation with them has been just, it filled my cup so much. So that's, I guess, a reflection of how I feel about all the interviews And, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I could do this. I would love to to do a podcast. And I want to, again, stress that I had 
absolutely zero, zero percent knowledge um, of what to do for a podcast. And I do believe it's all about asking questions and people want to help you. And that's exactly what it was for me. My friend's husband, um, he had been doing a podcast for a little while. I asked her if it was okay if I could ask him, you know, what do I do? He gave me an extensive list of programs um, and equipment that I would need. And I kind of just like got it all and was like, let's see what happens with it. At first, the editing was super, super hard. Um, And then again, like as you kind of get used to it and you get to play around with things, I even find like it's it's very relaxing for me to edit uh, in audacity. But I found through more research because I wasn't happy with the Zoom calls. So if you do listen to the first, probably like up until May, mid-May, I think, um, interviews, they're all done, recorded on Audacity via Zoom. Or obviously, if they were in person, that's different. But um, once I found Riverside FM, I feel like everything changed as well. So I love the fact that I'm able to have it on video and I can post it to YouTube for people to watch, um, just get more traction to the show. And also um, the editing made it so much easier because it actually like has a script so you can listen and look at the same time. Um, People always ask me like, what are the, the challenges that you kind of had to overcome for creating a podcast? And honestly, it's like time management, trying to figure out the techno technological parts of it. Because like I said, in the beginning, I was, I was literally spending like 20 probably hours a week editing and trying to figure everything out. And now like I'm recording this <clears throat> Sunday night and this is going to come out Tuesday. It's not going to be a very long episode, but I'll be able to do it in probably like maybe an hour to edit it because I do like to edit it twice just because I find that they're, are things obviously that I miss. But yeah, I I think that is something that I've had to overcome is really like finding my time management. And then also the other thing is like, I want the interviews to come out every Tuesday. And there were some weeks where it was just like not possible. And I felt like I was letting everybody down. Um, But the reality is that this is like a hobby, I guess, even though I don't uh, I, I take it much more serious than a hobby. Um, so just kind of like getting myself, giving myself some grace to be like, it's okay if you miss one week. Um, and the, you know, the bottom line is I ended up doing, I think I'll end up having 41 total episodes by the end of this year. There was two weeks where I had like bonus episodes. So I, this will be episode 39 officially, but unofficially, I think it'll be 41. So that um, is really cool. The other challenge, obviously, overcoming is my imposter syndrome that I definitely had and still have. And interviewing some of these people, even like I said, reaching out to some of these people, like I always was like, who am I that they're going to say yes? And like I said, 75 to 90% said yes. And these are such successful uh, business people, authors, just like badass women and men. And reading, I'll, I'll never forget when I interviewed Annabelle Monahan, who 
wrote um, Nora Goes Off Script and Same Time Next Summer. And she had such an extensive resume. And I was like, I'm so nervous to interview you because you're like probably one of the most uh, prestigious people that maybe that I've ever like talked to. Um, And she's like, oh my gosh, I don't even like feel as though that's me. Um, I'm so goofy. Like you're, I'm going to be like the weirdest guest that you ever interview. And she of course was wonderful and brilliant. And having a conversation with her made me realize like she is just a normal person on the, you know, the surface level of it. Obviously she has many, many accomplishments. Um, but that's how, um, looking through my imposter syndrome, I realized like I can be like them hopefully one day. Um, if I just believe in myself and another guest that I had, um, the author of Hidden Pictures, he was talking about how your first 10,000 pictures are your worst from, it was a quote from a photographer. And I just, that also really stuck with me because, you know, if you go back to episode one, it's not my best work. This might not even be my best work. Hopefully again, when I'm looking back in a few years, I'm like, wow, I've really come an even longer way. Maybe I'll have like a studio, not just recording in my basement at my bar. Um, But yeah. Uh, so those are some of the challenges looking back that I kind of overcame. But, you know, another thing that I wanted to kind of highlight is some of the opportunities that arose during the year. First of all, interviewing my family and friends um, has been just such a great experience. And you think like you see these people all the time or, you know, for example, like my family, we talk in our group chat every day. We see each other like once a week some of my best friends I've obviously I've known since I was five years old. Um, but to have them on and ask specific curated questions is very different and an experience that I wasn't really expecting and things that came out um, from them were just really amazing. Um, so I just thought that was cool. And, you know, like I think I said it before with having my parents with a recorded conversation about questions that, you know, are very important to me. That's something that I will definitely always cherish forever. And then obviously asking people, the the beginning was so fun for me, just like asking people. Moms of Peloton was like my first big interview person that I had. And I was so nervous. I still get so nervous interviewing people. But just the fact that she said yes right away was um, so cool to me. And I just felt so special because she's such a big part of the Peloton community. And she does amazing things for the community. And she is, she has a killer career. She is just an amazing overall person. And just having her say yes, um, really gave me a lot of confidence to kind of move forward. Um, And through these interviews, uh, one of a girl that I went to college with who also lives in Bucks County had uh, reached out to me and said, Oh, there's this women in leadership that, you know, I think that you would be a great candidate for. So anyway, I ended up winning this women in leadership award in September, which was something again, that I felt very, the imposter syndrome was just something that I never felt more than maybe that time when I was getting my award, because I was up with 
doctors and um, business owners. And like, I kind of felt silly saying, oh, I just have a podcast. But then after speaking to so many of the women, and I had um, one of the girls on twice, she, you know, she was a great asset for um, the therapy aspect that I'm having another one on in uh, I think we're interviewing in February, but anyway, just like meeting these women and just being in the room filled with these women was such a cool experience. And to be placed among them was, um, still surreal. And I, I can't believe it happened. And like I said, I still feel like weird that I received the award. Um, but I also feel like I, you know, I deserve it. Obviously I I put in all this work and I'm getting these women and men's stories out there. And that's what my whole goal is to build a community and shine a spotlight on these people who are giving their heart and soul into their business or their work and seeing how successful that they are, are becoming. Um, The other thing was, so in the beginning of the year, I, again, had no idea how podcasts works. I had no idea about rankings for podcasts, anything like that. Um, And obviously, it was like I was not ranked in the beginning at all. Um, And then randomly, I'd get an email that I was like ranked for parenting in Singapore in the top. Like, I think that's I got into number 36, which I was super stoked about. I got, I think, in Sweden, I was ranked. And Mexico, most recently, I was ranked in the top 250 for a while. Um, but I, I so badly wanted to like be in the U S top 250 in parenting. And I'm like, you know, whatever, I'll, maybe I'll get there eventually. So I get a weekly recap of like where my standings were and, and these standings change every day. So like maybe one day you could be one day, I think I was like 36 and then the next day you drop down to like you know, whatever, because other people are releasing their podcasts on these days. So then, you know, there's the listening numbers change. Um, But just last week, I got an email that I was ranked in the US 152 parenting podcast um, for one day. And that's okay. Um, But to have that goal be achieved is, I think that's something that I will just always hold with me because um, I can only go up from there. The next thing that I want to talk about is just like my personal growth. I learned a lot about myself. Again, I kind of already talked about that, but learning from others, learning is something that I've always loved to do since I was little. I always love learning. Of course, I also always think that I I know a lot, but um, I love to, I love to be the one that like, knows things. Um, and so to be able to interview people who can teach me so much about being successful, um, that I think is really one of the top things that I've come out of, um, with this podcast for this year. And I just find that, the opportunity to be able to speak to some of these people has just, uh, it just blows me out of the water. And I feel like it's given me more confidence to be like, yeah, I interviewed these people, um, you know, and, and then kind of from there, it's like a 
snowball effect because other people want to say yes because they've seen that so-and-so has been on your podcast. And I, I think that's something with my personal growth that has really been awesome. And then, like I said, meeting more women in the community has been something that I didn't expect would have such an effect on me. Um, but I just think that has been some of the best things that I have gained from it. And like I said, just the fact that I had no clue this time last year, I had zero clue about how to do a podcast. And I have taught myself so much um, as to like what to do. So those are some of my personal growths. And then finally, my new beginnings, Uh, as I mentioned on last week's episode, after I won the Women in Leadership Award, you know, Steph and I talked like, what can we do next? What can we do more? And again, this is where my like imposter syndrome kind of comes in again, um, because I'm always like, I'm just like a gym teacher. I don't know. But like, the reality is, I have my health education degree, I have my physical education degree from one of the best health and phys ed schools in the US, which is East Stroudsburg. And I have my master's in coaching and I did the um the science of well-being through Yale and then I did I am the um you know I was the the growth mindset coordinator and the um now the mental health coordinator for my high school. So I have all these credentials and I am absolutely not knocking anybody else for getting like a weekend survey or you know weekend certificate for life coaching but there are people out there who that's what they do and they're so successful. Um, so the more I sat down and thought about it, like, why can't I be just as successful as, as they are? Um, so starting this business venture in 2024 is going to be something that I hope I can sit here this time next year and say how successful that it is. Um, you know, so synergy with Steph and Sam, is just, it's just the right step for us. I felt as though this year was kind of like putting the pieces back together um, into what the future holds prior to 2020. So 2019, we were kidless. I was coaching, I was working down the shore, um, just constantly working, um, doing things that I love, but just working a lot. And then obviously 2020 is such a chapter change in my life because I got pregnant in the beginning of it the world obviously shut down and then like it opened back up and I was a new human entering into this world of motherhood and being like, I thought that I knew what people needed help with, but having all these other things on my plate really opened my eyes up to what people, especially women need help with. Like, Of course, if you don't have children, you, I was so busy before I had kids, I needed help with managing my life. Um, But now having both sides of it, I'm able to help both, both aspects. If you, um, you know, if you don't want to have kids, and you're trying to figure out what you're doing with your life, that I can help with. If you do have kids, and you're trying to figure out what to do with your life, now I can help you with that. So Um, I think the holistic approach to self-improvement, um, through the life coaching and then Steph doing the personal training and nutrition is just going to be so awesome. And then, um, as I also mentioned, I have the 12 week coaching workbook, which you can use as a toolkit for personal development that I am almost done. I, again, like 
I wanted to have it out. I wanted it to be done Friday, but I uploaded it and it didn't fit right in the margins. So honestly, this weekend was so busy. Didn't have time to work on it. Um, hopefully tomorrow I'll be like officially done it. And in the next 72 hours, it will be published on Amazon. But um, I'm really proud of myself for this. I, I've It took me like three months to complete this. And I've really put so much effort into it. And like I said, it's um, just something that I hope people can utilize. I love journals. I've always like been the agenda girly and doing journals and, and self-improvement and stuff like that. I really hope that this is like a big hit for people to use in their daily life because it is very important. And, you know, I think the next thing that I would sort of talk about is my gratitude and appreciation like there are people so many people out there that support me um and I just feel so lucky I I don't want that to sound like braggy but the support from my friends and family and people that I don't even know is really just something again that I never thought of I thought people you know I, I I'm very self-conscious about it I thought people be like oh this is stupid like you know she's why is she doing this? And there are, I guarantee you, I have people out there who um, think maybe what I'm doing is weird, but there's so many people who are supporting me. And um, one of my favorite things, and I interviewed my girlfriend, Steph, in the beginning, you know, she's one of my number one supporters as well um, in my girlfriend groups. She got me the running wine mom hat. And I just felt like that is so important to me to to really see that my friends don't think that it's just like a silly thing that I'm doing like the running wine mom is a part of my personality it's something that I I my mission of like helping others um through just helping them get their lives on track um and spreading happiness and whenever I wear that hat it just gives me so much pride and it makes me think of not just Steph and her support, but all of the people who every week message me saying like, oh my gosh, you're, this episode was so awesome. I love listening, um, sharing my stuff. Just that kind of stuff doesn't go unnoticed. And I hope that the people listening who have done that know that I appreciate it so much. Um, obviously, my appreciation for the guests who said yes. Again, going back to um, Moms of Peloton and Full Feedings were two of like my really big beginning um, guests that I had that just said yes right away um, when I only had like three solo episodes out. And the fact that they gave me a chance for that, I feel as though started a giving me, like I said, the confidence to ask other people and B, once that all started, it started the snowball effect of allowing other people to say, hey, and now I'm getting emails from people saying, hey, I want to be on your podcast. Can you fit me in? Do I fit in? Um, and that is also something that, what? Like, I that that's so wild to me that people are seeking me out who I have no idea who they are. I obviously look them up. I see if they fit in. I have a couple of them coming on in January. Um, and I just think it's so cool that I'm going to be able to 
that that people want to be on my podcast because they like what I'm doing. Um, also, like I was able to do some collaborations and partnerships. Um, in May, I did with um, Susan G. Komen. That was something really cool because it's something so near and dear to me after losing Deanna um, to breast cancer in June or May of 2022. And um, having that collaboration was just something so special to me. But again, also giving me the experience to learn how to do things differently and creatively. Um, that's something that I never dreamed would be a thing. Um, and that's really important to me. And hopefully I'll have more of those in, um, you know, 2024, which would be really cool. Looking forward, um, what you can expect from the running wine mom in the upcoming year. Like I said, I think I have like 12 weeks of interviews booked. Some weeks I have multiple interviews and it's just something I have some really awesome guests for the the um, winter and spring. And I'm just excited to see like who else is going to want to be on, you know, and as always, I'm, I'm open for feedback and suggestions from anyone. So if anyone says, Hey, I think this person would really, really great. Or like, Hey, I hate that you do the wine, wine and what of the week? I don't know. Um, not saying that I hate that. I like that part. So hopefully you guys like that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I'm open to any suggestions that anybody has, because I do believe that you can only grow from constructive criticism. You can't grow unless you make mistakes and you know what, I, I, maybe I'm missing something that people want to see or hear and, and, and I'm cool with that. Let me know. So yeah, I think yeah, this is going to be the end of the episode. Just to kind of like summarize everything, I just am beyond, I'm proud of myself for sticking with it, honestly, because um, I do have a little like ADHD in the sense of like, I love, I want to do this, I want to do this. And then um, I kind of fall off of things. Not everything, but new projects, I tend to kind of do that. So having the interview set is something that obviously is very helpful because I'm like, well, I have to. So I know at least I'll be doing the running my mom until, you know, mid 2024. But no, I my plan is to continue it and have it grow bigger and bigger. But um, yeah, I, I just am happy with everybody that I've met all the guests that have been on. I'm appreciative of them coming on. And you, you know, their time has been so valuable to me to spend and have the conversation. Just like, again, something that I am so happy to have been able to experience. So yeah, as we approach the end of this episode, I want to extend my heartfelt thanks to each and every one of you. Your support has really been the fuel that's kept the Running Wine Mom energy running smoothly. And I'm truly grateful for the messages, the reviews, and the sense of connection that we've cultivated. It's been an honor sharing my journey, my thoughts, and everyone's stories with you. And I can't wait to see where the journey takes all of us on this upcoming year. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a review and sharing it. You can also follow me on Instagram at the running wine mom underscore. So yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. Remember you are strong, you are capable and you are all amazing until next time. Keep running, keep sipping and keep embracing the joy of motherhood. Cheers. And I will be back in 2024. That's a wrap.